When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, we've been digging through the celebrity dumpster here at the Minnesota State Fair. We came up with a couple stories that we wanted to share with you. They have nothing to do with each other, so we're not even going to pretend. Although, maybe we'll have Holly do that thing where she gives us a link from one oh, to the other. You could do that, I bet. We haven't done Actually, this in a while. you can do this really easily, but... But yeah. we're not going to do it for you. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, producer Holly Roberts. And we are uh, uh, broadcasting live at the Minnesota State Fair. Thank you to our daily broadcast sponsor, Scotch Bright Cleaning Tools, for bringing you today's My Talk State Fair broadcast. And we're on that big, beautiful Chanhassen Dinner Theater yes, stage. Yes, we are. And we got t shirts and meet and greets and yes. all sorts of fun. We've got the Station. And you can We've learn got- all about it at MyTalk1071.com. Patio Town Adirondack Chairs. Yes. yes. All right. Where do you want to start? You well, want to start let's with- start with those royals. Okay, so we're going to start with Meghan and Harry. And um, this particular story is delightful because one of two things is true. Either the story is total crap or uh, Cosmo thinks we're all boobs. I think probably a little from column A, a little from column B. So here's, or the British, the British public rather, because you know they're clearly the only ones uh, that care about Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, and they think we're dumb anyway. Yes, Um, and always have. Meghan Markle, Prince Harry, and baby Archie were spotted having a secret pub lunch. Oh, Oh, whoa! They were giving the baby beer. That is a headline. No, they didn't give the baby beer, but they were at a pub. (laughs) They were not. No, that's a tavern. I think they do taverns in Wisconsin. This was a nice pub lunch uh, in the UK. And here's what's so delightful about this story. So um, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex were spotted having a super low-key pub lunch with their baby son, Archie, enjoying a 15-pound Sunday. Now, pounds, of course, is their monetary oh, unit. Not I'm actually like, they had 15 pounds of what? A 15-pound Sunday roast at Rose and Crown in Winkfield, Berkshire. Ah, okay. So uh, Rose and Crown, that's a big one. That's a well-known pub. I think that's like a common name for pubs in I general. Um, but it's just, it's literally like ye old Olive Garden. Um, so they were at this tiny little pub, and it goes, according to the Daily Mail, Harry had a few pints of beer with his meal, while Megan appeared to have water. Well, he didn't drive. Yeah, I don't think he has to, right? They were also joined by royal protection officers who kept watch while they were eating. Meanwhile, an onlooker told the son that Megan spent most of the time holding Archie. Okay, so, you know, fine. This is like a very fascinating story. The most, the whole time, though, I'm like, this is totally planned, obviously. Right. Right? Like, you don't just like, hey, you want to go down to the pub and get some fish and chips <laughs> when you're a royal, right? 
I don't think you do. No, you absolutely that don't. That said, I will say there were headlines today that two days in a row, Kim and Kanye have had dinner at the Cheesecake Factory. Well, that I totally believe because I'll keep my opinions to myself. But I just, you know, again, maybe people do just show up at Yield Rose and Crown. I don't think prince and princesses do. Okay. Um, regardless, here's, here's what they said, which I thought was so... This is how you know the story is crap. The lit- uh, Megan was cradling Archie most of the time. The little lad was as good as gold. I didn't hear him cry once while he was there. No oh, other customers oh. recognized them. The staff clearly knew who they were, but they kept it low-key. Okay. Are you trying to get me to believe that Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, not just two average-looking, no. blend-in kind of no. folks... Mm-mm. And their entire security detail. I mean, don't forget that. And a private secretary. They went unnoticed. You want me to believe that all of those people just popped into ye local brew pub and um, had a nice little lunch and nobody noticed Nobody, them? Nobody like, noticed. Like, oh, do to do I mean, I look at people when I'm out to eat and, I, you know, because... Like, I love to people watch, Me right? too. There is no way you would just look at those two and be like, oh, look at that nice little oh, family having there. lunch. Also, can I, uh, can I take to task something else? I know that this is not our D-bag segment, but there's something in there that drives me crazy. What is it? I hate it when people say the baby was so good. Because the baby didn't cry. Because oh, the baby didn't cry. Babies aren't bad. Yeah. If they cry, they're not bad. They're just trying to tell you they're hungry or they're yeah, that's how they communicate something wet. Because they don't that's, speak. They're not bad. I yeah. hate that. That just that's ugh, a good point. that one just made me bristle a little bit. Ugh. All right. Anyway, so again, the Cosmo thinks you're dumb. That's true. And uh, most likely people will in- engage them in that. We will have assumption. more evidence of Cosmo thinking we're dumb throughout the show. In fact, Yay. actually it's become kind of They've a They've been really good lately at giving us dumb. Yeah, exactly. But um I got to I got to give some kudos to Martha Stewart. Okay. So, Martha Stewart, this is another piece of gossip trash that we found in the gossip dumpster here at the the Minnesota State Fair. <laughs> you were just picking um, through the dumpster. Just we were. Oh, but I just love this story so much because Martha Stewart is the hateful person that I want to be in life. <laughs> Martha Stewart. She is. Okay, so, because, like, I don't hide my emotions, like, behind nice words very well. She does. Like, she probably very nicely said the following about Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay. okay. Goop. Spoiler alert, she can't stand her. Yeah. But you wouldn't... Nor should she. This is what she says. Okay. So, she was asked uh, by an interviewer, how would you describe what, what Gwyneth Paltrow is doing Paltrow is doing today versus what Martha Stewart created years ago? Okay, well, I think that Martha Stewart inside had a storm brewing, but what she showed was nothing but class, as she said the following, probably in a non-animated way. I don't follow Goop. Sometimes I look at products that she's selling... I wish every young entrepreneur well, and I hope that there are many, many, many different kinds of entrepreneurs. If they're movie stars or hardworking women like I am, who are not movie stars. Yeah, she knows how to shade them without saying okay, much of anything. There's more. She said, if they have a good idea, I want them to be able to succeed. So good luck, Gwyneth. Mm. Oh. 
She should give lessons. Well, here's why. That was because, like artful. Let's just be honest. What she's the criticism I think she's always had with Gwyneth Paltrow, and we've talked about this because she has shaded her before. Oh yeah. The thing we've talked about in the past is that um, Martha Stewart is the OG, and that is an overused term. It is. But she is literally, she literally is. the OG of lifestyle. Um, just the the whole concept of lifestyle yes. brands, She's, right? She invented it. And she invented it from... Now, she has a lot of privilege in her life and had a lot of privilege in her life. I'm not saying she, you know, sort of built herself up by her, you know, her high heel straps or whatever, but uh, whatever the equivalent is with Martha Stewart, because you know they would be fancy. Yeah. They would actually probably be some kind of like... Um, Hunter Boots or anyway. Moral of the story is she didn't have an acting career to leverage her brand. No, she, she did it like her prison poncho. <laughs> yes, exactly. She did. She was like, she, give me the yarn and the needle. She created that brand from scratch. Now, there are a lot of criticisms you can have about Martha Stewart. Sure. But when she looks at people like Gwyneth Paltrow, when she looks at people like Blake Lively, when she looks at people like Reese Witherspoon, name another dozen celebrities who've tried to get uh, lifestyle brands off the ground, mm -hmm. Goop being probably the second most successful, you know, she has to feel a little like she started it all. For sure, but what I appreciate is, unlike Gwyneth Paltrow, who would have just said, I basically invited, invented the lifestyle brand, yes, and everybody else is just following like, me, yeah. because Gwyneth Paltrow, by the way, let's just take stock, invented yoga, <laughs> What else? She, there was something else just oh, she's very invented, recently. Yeah, she's invented half a dozen Conscious things. Conscious uncoupling. I mean, yep. she's got divorce. Yeah, she basically invented I mean, divorce. I mean, she thinks that she's in charge of all of this. Gwyneth Paltrow could, or Martha Stewart could have said that about Gwyneth Paltrow. I don't really pay attention to what she's doing because I invented it and she's just riding my coattails. But no, what she did say was an artful takedown I of... I sure all the best. Yeah. Just really, uh, any entrepreneur, whether they're actresses who are trying to do little projects <laughs> or people like me who work hard. Yeah. I just love it. Who go to jail for their craft. It was so good. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show at the State Fair, every single day, we throw dietary caution all the way to the wind. And let me tell you, there's plenty of wind to throw that caution to today. We're going to have a little cheat day after this on My Talk 107.1. We are the snack and the whole dang meal on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. This is Bradley Trainer. Hi, producer Holly Roberts. And uh, at the State Fair, they have a lot of food. And we take advantage of that on the Colleen and Bradley Show. And each day, we've decided to throw dietary caution to the wind and have a cheat day. And the best part about a cheat day when the blue barn comes along is that it's not just a cheat day for us, it's a cheat day it's for our whole audience. For yes, indeed. So currently, there are samples being passed around of the thing that we have right in front of us, which is... I'm very excited because uh, we've had this before, bacon stuffed tater tots mm -hmm. from tots. Blue Barn, and uh, who doesn't love tots? Duh. Because... Okay, so you say bacon uh, stuffed tater tots, and you're probably thinking these tiny little weenie tater tots. No, these are big bits of tots. bacon. Tots. No, these are big honking mm -hmm. tots. Um, they are giant. They are covered with a delightful sauce, mm -hmm. um, and Colleen is digging in. So I'm why gonna. don't you go ahead and? There's bacon bits, and there's uh, 
Scallions? I mean, I'm ready to eat. Let's go. All right. So <laughs> it's a big, giant tot. It looks almost more like a croquette, actually. Oh, you f- you're so fancy. So fancy. You're so fancy. Yep. Are they good? So good. She's just having a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Blue Barn. Okay, so um, truth be told, oh. we, were, we stayed here last night. Uh, All after, night? Not the whole, not the whole night. We stayed <laughs> after the show last night, and... Um, uh, friends of mine went over to Blue Barn. I had already left, but they went to Blue Barn. And Jamie this morning was like, you know, I just love the Blue Barn because they like everything we had was really good. Yeah, they, they had everything is a win. The the item we had two days ago, the that, chicken, that wonderful Nashville hot chicken, oh, so good. Yeah. They had the pierogies. Um, they had the waffle chicken and waffle cone, and every one of them was a winner. So this, if you were to tell us about the bacon stuffed. Tater tots from Blue Barn. What would you say, Colleen? Okay. First of all, the cream on top is like a bacon-infused sour cream. It's so good. So there's bacon in the tots, but also bacon in the sour cream. Yep. It's. I mean, what do we? What? How do we feel about bacon? I mean, we love bacon. You can never have enough bacon, and this is like proof of that. It's a huge, as you said, Bradley. It's a huge tot. It's at least. Three bites, and yeah. all to get that thing down. It's a log. Sharing. It's yeah. a tater log. Yeah, it's a tater log, which doesn't, it's a tater doesn't have a good ring to it. <laughs> Not just a tot; it's a toot. It's yeah. a tater toot. Okay. Oh, I mm. thought you said a toot. I did. Well, you know, like it's uh-huh. extra long. Okay. Well, not a tot, a toot. Let's workshop that. I, <laughs> oh, maybe they don't want to call it a tater. Maybe toot. not. But it is, that'll happen later. It is re- okay. Four to six hours. <clears throat> okay, and you two, both of you, enough. I did say tater log. But now we're going to go back to tater tots. Can we stay on the food and not things that are going to happen in the future? This, it is a, it's a couple bites. Like you said, it's shareable for sure. Oh, gosh, yeah. There's four in the, in an order. And this is perfect for like a family so that you can, this is why you got to share at the state fair. Because you got to, you got to save room for all the rest of the food. I will right? say, and we've been talking about, okay, well, quickly too, I just wanted to, um, take the temperature of the stage, the beautiful Chanhassen Dinner Theater stage here at the Minnesota State Fair. One to five Cobras. We rank all of our cheat day experiences, and we've been cheating every day at the fair. We've had something new and different and exciting. If you were to rate the bacon-stuffed tater tots from Blue Barn, Colleen, from a scale of one to five Cobras, five being the best thing you ever put in your mouth, what are you putting the uh, bacon-stuffed tater tot at? These are a four and a half, and these are definitely a must-have. Right? Like... Absolutely. You you have to get these at least once while you're here. I totally agree, and I will add to your four and a half. So four and a half, four and a half, Holly. Nice, solid four out of five. Four out of five, That's says Holly. That's a good mouthfeel, yes. too. Crispy, mm-hmm. sharp, creamy, mm. little yes. salty. Yeah, no, it, ha- it hits on all of those yummy flavors. I did want to, okay, so from the Bacon Stuff Tater Tot, uh, which we clearly love, and you should go get it, Blue Barn, along with all the great things that they have to serve. I was going to say that, um, to your point about... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Um, sort of how to experience the fair when you're eating the food. Mm-hmm. You have to have at least three, if not four people, ideally. Um, right. When you're trying food at the state fair, because the more people you have, the, the more, more food you, you can, can have without filling up your, you know, uh, available innards. Yes. Um, and sometimes people will come with like their bestie. And I think that's a fail. You don't want to come with just no. one other person. You really no. want to. You're not going to get anything accomplished. Absolutely. If you really want to taste the fair, you have to have a group of people. Or be willing to find somebody else to help you. Yeah. <laughs> and, or just not have a lot of big expectations right. or just make several trips to the fair. Right. 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 It's just that you can conquer a lot of new food items or mm-hmm. old food items. Like, you know, I love cheese curds, but I don't need a whole thing of cheese curds just myself. Right. I want to have a few. The French fries, you know, I love the the classic fresh French fries. Fr- fresh French fries um, out at the state fair. We got the you know the small sixteen ounce kind, and that was just enough to give me the fry experience that I wanted without yep. having to feel like oh my god, I have all these fries to eat. Yeah, yeah, no, you do. You definitely want to have a group, and I will tell you. Um, another thing to do is to get what you do when you go over to the Blue Barn. You get you have one person whose job it is to make sure you've got a table. Right, oh, yeah. so they like save the table. Yep. Then you've got the line stander. Then you have to have at least one runner who can run the food back and forth. And then once you have to get like one of everything, and then just put it in the middle like a big buffet. Yeah. And, and then just go to try town. it all and go yeah. to town because there are too many things that I don't want to miss. Like the the corn fritters, the blue cheese corn fritters, are like my favorite yeah, thing really over there. So you definitely want to sit down, have a little moment, share all the stuff. Enjoy it together, and that's part of the fun of the Minnesota State Fair. By the way, speaking of corn fritters, in addition to Blue Barn's wonderful corn fritters, they also have these corn fritters and green uh, fried green tomatoes over by the food building. Oh yeah, on the outside, I think it's the north side, with honey butter. They're literally amazing. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I, you know, can we? I think this fair should be extended, maybe like another week, couple or weeks, two? sure. Yeah, and then I'd so be able I was, to eat my way all the way through. Oh, somebody said no. Okay, well that's. Oh, sorry. Rude. All right, when we come back. Probably the people making all the <laughs> That's food. That's what it is. Yeah. Yep. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some celebrities behaving badly. We call them celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Producer Holly Roberts. And we have a name for those celebrities behaving badly, and that name is. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Yes. Okay, so today's D-Bag is a guy by the name of Dean McDermott. Do you know him? Oh, he's the husband of Tori Spelling. And he's kind of just a mm, occasional D-Bag, right? I mean... I don't. I'm actually hard pressed to think of a time that he's not a D bag. Well, I just meant for purposes of our show, he oh, occasionally sure, yes. shows up as a D bag, yeah, right? Uh, yes, he's shown up a couple times. And um, the reason he's showing up today is because of an article in Us Magazine um, 
Us Weekly, which is Us Magazine, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Quote, headline, Dean McDermott recalls Tori Spelling dressing as Donna Martin for him in the bedroom. Quote, it was bleeping awesome. Okay, well, thanks for sharing. It's a real-life fantasy. Dean McDermott isn't shy when discussing his sex life. And that's basically why I wanted to make him my D-bag today, because in... I wish he could be a little bit more shy about it. Thank you. Yeah. Right? He's an oversharer. Like, yes. oh, we have really hot times together. Yeah. And you're like, um, I, never I, asked. I didn't know. I, didn't need ask. To know. Yeah. I wasn't concerned about you two. Not at all. Anyway, um, he confessed to Daddy Issues podcast co-hosts, Adam Hunter and Nikki Paris. How often does he go on this dumb show? I don't know, but apparently also, he's still talking. There's a podcast called Daddy Issues. Daddy Issues. I mean, which sit with that I just, for a hot I moment. I can't even... Quote, she dressed up as Donna Martin. No. Referencing her uh, Beverly Hills 90210 character. And then my question was, you know what my question was? Like, when? Like, last week? Right. Or, like, 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 are we doing the BH 90210 reboot Donna Martin? Or are we talking, like... Yeah, what era Donna Martin are we talking? Um, He goes, and this is... I'm not going to say all the words, but just go with me, because we're at the fair. You know the story. I had a crush on Tori on the show. And so to see the flashbacks, I put it in the... I can't even... How would uh, I even say those uh, words? Um, in a it, bank. It, yes. He put it, it in a bank. Ah, uh, got a it. A place that yep. takes a deposit. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it just goes on from there. And he talks about another uh, aspect of his uh, manhood. No. No. Do you know the story? No. no. I, yes, I do. I, I read it. Okay. Oh. So you know that he uh-huh. has the name Tori uh-huh. tattooed uh-huh. on his body. Uh-huh. Now, where on his body is probably going to disturb some With of you. With any luck, we'll never see it. Yes. If you do see it, I, I am sorry. <laughs> and also, what is your problem? Yeah, exactly. Because how did you end up near the... the um, <clears throat> Danger zone. <laughs> the danger zone. Yeah, it's at the. It's right by. It's so. It's, around, it's, you it's just, above. You're not gonna see it. So you you're know, like when you see, see like Groucho Marx mask, uh-huh. like with the eye yep. or with the uh, the, go- the the glasses, glasses and the uh-huh. furry um, eyebrow eyebrows. Uh-huh. Tori would be like right between the eyes. Yeah, right there. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Also, again, hope to never see that. Oh, why would you do that? Why do you get that tattooed there? Because you're Dean McDermott. Yeah, be, you're like, I'm because get that, I'm gonna get your name tattooed then, on my. That'll, that'll be a good story to tell. Because yeah. that's why they do everything. Honestly, they are the they invented thirst. Yes. Seriously, yeah. those two, like, put all other thirsty, and not even celebrities, to shame. Because I can't even. I yeah. guess well, they Heidi, are celebrities, Heidi, uh, but come uh, on. Uh, what, what are they? Heidi and Spidey. Spencer Spidey. Yeah. Spidey, I think they're a little thirsty, too, but they're kind yes. of of the same. Anyway, um, so yeah, Tori is tattooed above, in case, I don't know, maybe she for, forgets, forgets her, her name. name. Okay, Bradley. <laughs> and he's like, well, okay. <laughs> I put I'm it just going to so stop talking because I'm at the fair and I don't want to offend people. Well, well I, I, I think I just want you all to know that you should be honored because... Um, he doesn't want to offend you at the fair. Yeah. If we're well, not, because I don't have station, to look at your faces while I'm doing He'll so, right? You. Like when we do it in the studio. That's true. That's true. And you only have to worry about offending me, and, and that's a pretty 
I mean, it's kind of hard to do it's that not at this easy. point, right? It's not easy. How true that is. Um, I'm struggling because I just, you know, I wanted... Usually we talk about celebrity D-bags, but I didn't really have anywhere else to put this particular discussion that I think we need to have. It's okay. heart to heart with all the people at the Minnesota State Fair. And really, anytime you're in a crowded space... Um, I'm going to call the D-bag in the story the people who feel like they need to stop in the middle of a crowd to take a selfie. Because this is a phenomenon that has been running rampant at the Minnesota State Fair. And again, none of you who are in front of me right now would ever do this. Because you all understand when you're walking in a crowd, the worst thing you can do is take out your camera and take a picture of yourself. I just want everybody to know, you don't have to have your picture in the whole crowd for people to know you were at the state fair that's true you don't have to you can take a picture of the whole crowd you can actually move over to the side turn your back to the crowd and take a picture there when you're not even in anybody's way but when you're walking coming to a dead stop raising your camera and then not remembering how to turn it around so it faces you so then you have to sit there for a second and figure that out and then get everybody in your party scrunched together for the big crowd selfie you're going to have angry people behind you and it's not going to turn out well has this happened to you so many times like so many times i can't even i i'm going to just start photobombing them all you should. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Why haven't I yet? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's my D-bag today. I, again, it sounds lazy, but we needed to have the talk, and I didn't know where else to have it. Well, I will... Now I feel better. I mean, you could... Uh, I'm glad you were able to get that out, work it out. Um, I will say, I think it's not even just selfie people. To me, it's always like... And I'm certain I've been guilty of this myself, but you don't realize that you're doing it when you're doing it, obviously. You're more aware of it when other people are doing it because they're getting in your way. Um, But the thing I've noticed is that people just stop wherever they are. And the thing you forget is that at the State Fair, I don't know why you would forget because just look around, but people are always moving. They're moving in a herd. There's not um, there's not really a place other than like right in a particular booth or, you know, uh, off like to the side. Off to the side, like a food place yep. where you're just milling around. But pretty much every other space, there's like people walking. Like when we walk from our booth to the bathroom, we have to cross about like 50 channels of different people. Yeah. So you always kind of have to be aware of like where you are in time and space. Because if you're not and you just come to a complete stop, sure is whatever, uh, you're, you're probably going to impede curds. the flow of people. And I actually knocked pants. I knocked cheese gird or cheese girds? Cheese girds? out of a guy's hand yesterday unintentionally only because I was standing, standing stopped. We uh-huh. were all stopped around a, uh, it wasn't a table, but it was a seating area. Mm-hmm. So we we're all sitting where you're supposed to, right? right? And um, uh, we were eating cheese curds. And then a guy came along and I just lit, raised my hand up to check my phone or I don't even know what. And he was just like walking through uh, like unawares and his cheese curds went flying. Ooh. And it was like you it's one of those places where you kind of have to be aware of your limbs. Yes. And where you're going at all times. Yes. Yeah. And pay attention to the flow of the herd. And if you are going to in any way be the one that stops that, don't do it. Or if you if you want to stop Look around. Yeah. Make sure you're getting out of the way of somebody who's hurtling forward. You can say, the other thing. oh, I just need to sneak right oh. past you. Because oh. that's what we say in Minnesota. Oh, oh. just got to sneak right past you. I say, oh, probably. I wish I had an ope counter. Yeah. Uh, especially at the fair, because like on our way oh. back. 
to the shuttle, you guys, we have to sort of like hoof it, right? Because yeah. we're on a time schedule. Mm-hmm. Our, our shuttle will leave without us. And so we kind of have to bob and weave. A lot. And if I, you know, if we counted, maybe someday we should count from here to the shuttle how many times we have to say, oh, oh. Oh, 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 excuse oh, me. Excuse me. Coming through. I'm just going to oh. sneak right past. I will also say there is a craft to crossing a very large herd of people. It requires you to go with the herd a little bit and then sneak over and then go with the herd for a little bit and then sneak over. It's kind of a zigzag motion. Well, and I don't know that everybody's gotten really good at that yet. It's it's very much like fording a river. Exactly. If you're trying, no, seriously. It is. If you are fording a river, it's you kind of have to is. go with the stream a little bit and then cut back and then go with the stream yep. a little bit and cut back. Yep. You can't just think you're going to be able to look both I think ways we do a video, and dart right across. I like think a how to. There should be because yeah. there has to be a better way to handle this. Okay, I feel a little bit better now. Good, good. Did you work it out? A little bit. Yeah. I will say that said, can you look out at the crowd today? It's it perfect. doesn't look that bad at all. No, it's this is actually perfect. really nice out here. You guys. Uh, the flow of, of traffic is moving freely. Yeah. I would say there's little to no congestion in most areas. Uh, and people look happy. I have not seen one person For stop now. and take a, sel- a selfie. For now. Exactly. Now, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we are. this is so exciting. So, you know Lizzo, she did a performance at the VMAs, and she had a big set piece that was pretty impressive. The makers of that set piece actually are from Minnesota, and they are going to join us and tell us about the making of the big gigantic booty that was on stage with Lizzo at the VMAs on Monday night. We're going to talk to them after this on My Talk 107.1. Well, if you are like us, you didn't realize that there was more than one Minnesota connection with the VMAs this past Monday. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, Holly Roberts, our producer, we're all live at the Minnesota State Fair. And we all thought that Lizzo was the only Minnesota connection when we were watching the VMAs on Monday, but it turned out during her performance, there was another really big Minnesota connection. No, literally a like really gigantic. big you probably saw that giant inflatable well, we're going to find out if it was inflatable. A giant booty that was on on stage at the VMAs along with Lizzo and during her amazing performance. Joining us today, we have Stephanie Meacham. She's the VP of Operations for Landmark Creations. Little known fact, but hopefully less so now. Landmark Creations is right in our own backyard in Burnsville and they were responsible for crafting that gigantic booty. Stephanie Thanks for being with us. Uh, thanks for having me. Now, Stephanie, you have to tell us, how does this all... I mean, I want to learn more about Landmark Creations, obviously, but how does it go down that one day you find yourself trying to make a very giant booty for Lizzo? Um, well, I mean, it all begins with a phone call, or as you've heard, a booty call, maybe in this case. Hey! <laughs> Oftentimes, you know... Um, we get called to do all sorts of um, crazy things for, you know, trade shows and events and um, concerts uh, like Lizzo's. Um, oftentimes the creative staff calls us up, and in this case they had, they already had in mind exactly what they wanted to do with this booty and that they wanted it to perform and shake along with Lizzo and her dancers. And uh, it's very common for us to, you know, model that and transform it into an inflatable. 
Absolutely. Can you even begin to tell us um, how you make that booty? Because we keep referring to it as an inflatable booty. Yeah, is it inflated? But is it inflatable? It, it absolutely is inflated. Um, it's uh, what we refer to as a cold air inflatable, uh, which means it has a continuous fan system, unlike a beach ball that you might have in a swimming pool. Uh, this this is a textile product, but it does you know hold some degree of air. Um, there's just some leakage in the seams and in some of the material, but. Uh, it has a fan that continuously blows and it inflates. So uh, when they turn it off and they open up all of the zippers, uh, it packs down into you know a small bag and weighs about 120 pounds. And so they just pack the booty up and off they pack go. Pack it and go. Now, <laughs> do, do you have any? Do you know? Will she be? I mean, who owns the booty? Like, do you own the booty? Does Lizzo own the booty? Is the booty going to be going on tour with Lizzo? Are we going to see the booty again? <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, I sure hope that she does do, you know, other performances with it because it's really fun to watch. She owns the booty. It is 100% hers. Landmark Creations is a make-to-order. We are a job shop. Uh, If if your radio station called up and needed something, that would be a 100% yours. That is amazing. Well, speaking of landmark creation, so like we said, you're in our own backyard. You're in Burnsville. This clearly, um, you guys are known for being able to, I mean, if, if, if someone knew to call you to make this thing, that means you've made a name for yourself doing similar things. Yeah, you've alluded to the fact that Lizzo was not the first, you know, kind of artist to call on you. Um, where else would we have seen your work? Um, all over the place. Um, recently... Uh, we've done work with Florida Georgia Line, and you might have seen us on the Country Music Awards. We've done work with Demi Lovato, and she did a different um, MTV award show. Um, we've done, you know, the stage, uh, entire stage uh, set for Ariana Grande, and she's got that on tour, and she's in Europe now, I believe. Um, way Several years ago, we went out and did a piece for David Byrne, um, uh, but he was in collaboration with the Pace Gallery in New York. Um, it's we've we've done thousands of projects, um, but stage productions has really uh, become popular in the last five years because transportation costs are really expensive, and the the ability to have something that is enormous and visual, but transports really small and easily you know has a small footprint is uh, what's I think really appealing to these uh, stage crews. If you guys are are just joining us, we're talking to Stephanie Meacham from Landmark Creations, uh, which is right here in Burnsville, Minnesota. They were responsible for that giant booty during Lizzo's performance at the VMAs. Is that the, well, I don't want to say weirdest. Is that the most unique thing, the most exotic or random thing that you guys have created? Oh, goodness. Uh, Probably not. Um, It's really cool, and it's really fun, and she's got a great message. Um, but but we've done really out there things, you know, abstract things um, for different artists. Um, I know we have uh, we've worked with a, an artist at Art Basel who has wrapped a build like he completely painted a building black and wrapped um, like this cat head and claws and a tail around it. Um, we do crazy stuff. We've seen it all. <laughs> 
That's amazing. Um, you know, again, because the, I mean, the booty packed a punch uh, on the VMAs, yeah. and 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 then we, are, of course, were really excited to hear that we did have this local connection to Lizzo and Lizzo's booty uh, <laughs> on her on the stage. You know, how many people are on the team that makes that? happen so let's i mean so you get the call somebody says hey lizzo wants a a booty for uh the vmas how many people then go to work to make that happen and about how long does it take sure um well i guess a lot depends on what we have going on in our schedule um typically you know if someone were to call us up we have about a four to six week lead time um and in this case i think we had two designers and probably about three sewers, um, of someone in our large format printer, somebody cutting it, uh, and about two people at the end of that process who, you know, just did like fabrication setup and test inflating. Um, we have a staff of 24 here, and, and I can I can promise you every single one of us was out there when we were testing. Well, just like do, yeah, is it like? How do you keep it from flying off into, you know, into the sky? Like, is it tied down somehow? I just imagine it's a very unwieldy. Once you inflate a giant, uh, <laughs> once you inflate a giant booty, it's it's uh, gonna have a mind of its own. Well, luckily they were using this indoors, um, and so, uh, like I said, it does have a fan system which has some weight to it. So, if you were to just inflate this and set it on the ground indoors, it's not going to go anywhere at all. It's not helium. It's not hot air. Um, it's just going to sit there, you know, as, as a raft might that you can play outside by your pool uh, if there's no wind. Um, it, this also had um, specific hardware for the handlers because you notice how it was shaking and dancing along yeah. with Lizzo and her gang. There were people behind it, six of them, um, maneuvering this and manipulating it, moving it around. Um, If it were outdoors, absolutely, you would need to have it tethered down. Either, you know, sometimes people will use sandbags, water, um, or they will uh, stake it to the ground if they're doing outdoor events in the grass, someplace where you're able to stake it in. Um, But you're right. We we don't recommend using inflatable displays for 15-mile-an-hour winds or above. We usually ask, you know, suggest that people deflate them and wait until that weather passes uh okay did you i i have to ask did you get to go to the performance or did anybody from your team get to go to the performance at the vmas to hand deliver the booty um my husband and partner tom he he was behind the booty he was behind the booty and yeah. did Lizzo, did you make, did, did Lizzo, you know, did you make the connection, the Minnesota connection with Lizzo? Did she realize uh, that the that Minnesota was responsible for the booty? I am not really sure, and I hope I get the chance to find out. Yes. Well, I was going to say, I hope at some point, and social media will do their thing, perhaps, and make uh, those connections happen if they haven't already, because it's just a wonderful story, right? Like, we love Minnesota stories, obviously, in Minnesota, but I kind of feel like, especially um, where Lizzo is concerned, yeah. she would have some, you know, appreciation for it as well, yes. So because everybody, obviously, here has been rooting for her um, as her career blows up nationally, uh, we, uh, literally. Like the booty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes, everybody well, I've talked to... Um, has nothing but uh, positive things to say about her. And, um, you know, I, I, I think she's great. 
Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Again, Stephanie Meacham. And Stephanie, thank you so much for being with us from Landmark Creations. Um, if you guys want to learn more, you can head to their website. Um, and, of course, you can uh, head to our website if you want to see pictures of it. So yeah. thank you, Stephanie. So fun. Thank you, Stephanie. All right, thank you so much. That was Stephanie Meacham from Landmark Creations uh, talking to us about the big booty that was on the stage with Lizzo at That's the VMA. Awesome, right? It's just kind of a fun little, uh, you know, listen, we love Minnesota connections in Minnesota. And when we heard that we had this like double connection with that awesome, by the way, like amazing performance, I actually watched it twice yeah. since I watched it the first time, just because it just makes you feel good to see what Lizzo is doing, both with her career, with her voice, with her music. Um, she has such a positive message, and Very powerful. it's just fun to see all that kind of come into life on the stage. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we're going to be negative about Shamila. We have to be, because my gosh, they're forcing us. Shamila, Camila Cabello, Sean Mendez. We have to talk about their sham of a relationship again after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.